I specifically remember a lot of, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't understand why now. I don't understand why this, why us. I'm Carla Williams with City on a Hill. This is another episode in our Stories of Grace podcast series in connection with the Grace's Greater Book Study. We think we understand grace. We recognize it in our daily struggles, our relationships, and in our personal transformations. But what about in the really big situations? What about when the floor drops out and everything falls apart and we have no idea how we're going to move forward? Is God's grace bigger than our intense suffering? Our guests this week, Tara and James, appear to be just another adorable couple living a normal life. They have five kids, 10 and under. Tara is a functional medicine certified health coach, and James is a corporate chaplain. But they carry the unmistakable compassion of those who have walked the deepest valley. They have experienced more suffering in the last few years than most people experience in their lifetimes, but they've also seen grace greater than they ever imagined. Their story begins with a rash. James had been suffering with some pretty intense skin problems, and he had been in in almost constant misery for about seven months by that point in time. He had gone to every doctor we could possibly get into, every dermatologist. He'd been to the ER. He'd been to everyone, and, and nobody knew what was wrong with him, and everybody just kept giving him more prescriptions or more medicines or more antibiotics or more whatnot. It felt like... Yeah, just rashes that just didn't go away. I mean, it kept just accumulating, starting from my ankles to my legs, you know, to my back, to my chest. And the itchiness was just tremendous. I mean, I would probably get like three to four hours of sleep every day because I would literally, I'd do salt baths to just calm my body down because it was uncomfortable, whether I'm moving or sleeping. It was always worse at night. The family exhausted every avenue trying to find a cause for James's health mysteries. One day, as Tara was doing a class for her health coach certification, she noticed a case study about a child whose home had toxic mold. His symptoms lined up with theirs, and because they had nothing left to lose, they had their house tested. Our home was a newer home. It was less than 10 years old. It had nothing visible that would have indicated anything. There were no funny smells. There were nothing. Like, it looked like a perfectly normal, newish home in a nice neighborhood. And we honestly only had it checked because we'd tried everything else. The discovery of toxic mold in their home came as a total surprise. But they were at the very beginning of the grief they were about to experience. Right after we found out, it took us about a week to find a place large enough to house our family because we didn't know how long we would need a place. Fortunately, a local church here offered up their mission home for us, and we moved right in about a week after we found out. That was the last we ever stayed in our house. We decided that we were not going to go back to the house because the doctor, we went to a specialist in California, and she told us that considering we'd already been sensitized to it and we'd been within the house for so long, we would continue to react. We decided to sell the home. Same thing with our belongings. We were told anything that wasn't glass, stainless steel, or ceramic had to go, which would probably be about 95% of what we owned. We went through a lot of really, really, really challenging stuff. So on top of it, already having the health issues that my husband and our family had, his were just the most severe at the time. Trying to work through those, go to doctor's appointments. I was homeschooling at the time, actually. And just life was crazy and chaotic. 
and our finances were tight because we were spending all of our money on every doctor on the planet and getting our house sold and our things done. And I felt like I was gonna lose my mind in the midst of it all. The fact that we were told like, you're probably at the let go of 95% of your stuff, sell mm -hmm. your home, family of seven, that was overwhelming. Yeah. And to be able in some ways to get affirmation, mm -hmm. but yet knowing we had to make this really tough decision and it was, for the best of our family and even mm -hmm. for our souls because I was definitely survival for <laughs> quite some time and we didn't realize that it was survival. Did you catch that? In addition to losing the house they'd brought each of their babies home to, they had to let go of basically everything they owned. Clothes for seven people, toys, beds, towels, furniture, books, and photos. Baby blankets, favorite t-shirts, scrapbooks. It's a bit like Job. He who is just trying to be faithful, suddenly dealing with debilitating illness and loss. How do you recover? How do you walk your children through that situation? Our kids, they're all very different personalities, just as different people are. You know, one of the challenging aspects was, I remember my daughter, my oldest, had just saved up her money and bought her first American Girl doll with her own money that she'd saved up from birthdays and everything. And she'd had it less than a year, six months maybe. And I remember just when we were telling them everything that was gonna happen and what we were gonna have to get rid of and everything. I just remember her asking me, but what about my doll? So it was definitely a challenge in the sense of them, the same with us, but just having to let go of their belongings and just special things to them. And just seeing those things go, they understood because they knew that their daddy had been in a lot of pain recently and they understood why we were able to connect the dots to, well, we found out this is what's causing daddy's rashes on his body and so that they could practically understand, but it was hard nonetheless and they were gonna be leaving their friends in their neighborhood. The kids miss the old house and their things sometimes. Their oldest daughter wears a locket with a picture of the house inside. They talk about the memories. Sometimes it makes them happy, sometimes sad. They now live just a few minutes away from their first home, and James and Tara have realized it's important to drive by and remember when the kids need that. And I think that was the most important thing is I think they were looking to us for perspective and safety, and that if Tara and I were doing well, then you could see that reflect back to them that things are fine. And I think individually we would take time, just ask them question and how mm -hmm. they're processing if they're desiring to go to visit the house, that we're very open to do that. But it really taught us, as even parents, how important place is for kids. And being there for 10 years and just all the memories and what we've accumulated and experiences, that just taught us through even just the eyes of our kids how they longed and grieved over place in that space, even helping them revisit those places has been healing for us. Even for myself, it's still hard for me to go back to the old house yeah. because so many of those memories are there. But then I think in moments and days when I want to go, we can go. Just to let them know that life was lived there well mm -hmm. and that it's okay to want to go back, but also still cry that that has been lost versus I think suppressing it or kind of moving on. I just realized that you, know, you never get over grief. It just becomes part of your life. 
I think with Tara and I, we want to be as open and honest, but yet discerning in how to lead the kids because they feel so much in terms of emotions. I think so often we can keep them from experiencing it at the moment. As they navigated this grief, loss, and change as a family, they expected pain and questions. But there was a surprising isolation as they walked through a journey that was intangible to those around them. Just like Job's friends came with questions and accusations, James and Tara experienced the loneliness of loss. It felt like definitely a mountain. It was hard to see the top or even at the end of it. For me, the feeling was more overwhelmed and feeling, I think, more so disconnected in would people understand our situation. More on a horizontal level, I knew deep inside, like, God understood. But I think the disconnect for me was, I think, more feeling lonely as we go through this. Will people check up on us three months, six months down the road because everyone's here? And, you know, there's moments where, like, I'm just lonely. Mm -hmm. Help me to connect. I will add just on the loneliness comment, even though there were a lot of people willing to help, I think the loneliness came from it being such an odd, unheard of situation. There can be stigma sometimes with things people don't understand. It definitely felt like, but nobody understands. Nobody really knows what we're going through. People would say, well, mold's not a big deal. All you got to do is scrub it with some bleach. People trying to be helpful, but it wasn't. And so that was really hard because in some ways we felt like we were kind of in it alone in those ways. In their moments of loneliness, God was faithful and His grace covered their isolation. Friends and families circled around them. They were able to connect with others who had similar experiences, which gave them the freedom to be understood. And they took joy in knowing that they were a big family and could lean on each other. But beyond those individual connections, grace showed up through the church in an undeniable way. We were able to have so, so many friends and family, not only in our own church, but also just from various walks of life of people that we had met over the last 10 years or so, just stepped up in a really, really big way. Some friends of ours started a fundraiser. James in the past used to do a lot of corporate chaplaincy for some other local businesses. They started their own individual fundraisers. People just jumped on board like crazy to help us any way they could actually ended up raising, ended up being around $24,000, which was amazing because, I mean, even just the doctor's visits alone, the specialist out in California and the travel and the hotel and everything, you know, even that alone was around $3,000 or Mm -hmm. so. And then just having to replace, I mean, we had to reclothe seven people. We had to get new beds, new mattresses, new furniture, new everything really minus dishes. I mean, we got our dishes still. That's about what we got to keep. It's really interesting being on this side of things now. We left our home in March of 2016, so just over a year ago. And now we're in a new home in a neighborhood I absolutely love and a home that I love in a school district I love. Our kids are going to school now. Just about every day I pull up to our house or I'm mowing my lawn or I'm cleaning and I'm just constantly saying, thank you, God. It just really made things so much more powerful, I guess. Those things that you don't realize how grateful you are to have until you've lost them. Kind of the story of life, you know, you don't know what you have until you've lost it. Just being in this place where we are now on a very daily basis, I just find myself just 
thanking the Lord just for everything that He's done along that. Now, a year later, James and Tara are different people. They have experienced a lot of physical healing, which is its own blessing, but they're also looking at the world through another lens. They learned a lot. They've navigated unexpected depths together, and they've arrived at the other side, certain of God's faithful grace. I think that's where, you know, God being present with us, especially like in loss, you know, it's kind of the places in life where you don't sense the Lord's nearness and you feel that He's distant. And I think it's taught us about grief in a way where rather than, I think, distracting ourselves with busyness or even running away from it, grief was the opportunity to experience God's presence even in that and how it's been tough and also experiencing Him pursuing us through His people. So yeah, it's been overwhelming to see the church be an embodiment of grace to us because at a time when we're having to figure it out, it seemed like the Lord knew exactly the people that we needed to connect with and experience grace. I think there's definitely been a huge amount of growth in receiving God's grace, I guess, in realizing it doesn't always look like we think it's going to look like, and that sometimes, actually, I would almost probably say oftentimes, the hard things, the difficult things, are the things that on the other side are more beautiful, and we change more, I think, coming out of those difficult moments. I think with my kids specifically, just being able to, I guess, not have to fix a problem, Mm -hmm. fix them. Mm -hmm. And also I think with hearing other people's stories, just realizing, especially with that particular situation that happened to us, when I hear things and problems and situations with other people that I don't understand, not being so quick to judge Mm -hmm. that because, I mean, I've told my husband, if someone would have told me they were going through this a few years back, I probably would have been like, I don't know about all that. Well, what about this or what about that? I think it's given me a a humility in just accepting that we don't always know or understand as much as we think we do about everyone and their situations and their circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's given me a humility towards others and towards circumstances that we just don't understand. You know, in the situation where you find yourself losing so much, it was so hard to envision again hope of what it looks like to be better and to be in the other side where I think it's not probably as nearly as profound as Job, but we feel like we have Mm -hmm. received fourfold of Mm -hmm. what we lost. But it also showed me, I mean, I want to brag on my wife, is just her resiliency and grit through this because She literally fought for our family when it came to our health Mm -hmm. and how for me to get better and to see my wife really in some ways there's days where she probably felt like she put her whole family in the back of her shoulder. And again, I think that was God's grace being demonstrated through her. Yeah, it's just taught us that do a lot of things in life when we're just present with the Lord and what we're going through and we see Him pursuing us. So yeah, I think that's how grace has shown up for us even in the past year and a half or so. And totally thankful and who we've become really. Because I think that's, you know, it's not even so much like getting even at the end of our suffering, but as my friends reminded me, it's who you're becoming in the journey. That's what's more important to Mm -hmm. the Lord. Because we could have come out here at the end of this, bitter or angry and confused and and more overwhelmed, but I think we've become people who really saw God's grace show up in profound ways. 
Tara and James and their kids walked through so many of the same sufferings as Job, excruciating and unending physical pain, unthinkable material loss, loneliness, and isolation. But through it all, God was faithful. He covered the family in grace through His church, through His peace, and through their marriage. Now, on the other side of a long and deep valley, they have no doubt that God's grace was enough. God's grace is greater than my suffering. God's grace is greater than my suffering. You've been listening to Stories of Grace, a podcast from City on a Hill, produced by Dayton Cole and hosted by Carla Williams. Stories of Grace was inspired by Grace is Greater from pastor and author Kyle Eidelman. Find the book, video series, and a full line of resources from City on a Hill and Kyle Eidelman at gracesgreaterstudy.com. Next week on Stories of Grace. When we're in the weeds of trauma and loss on a daily basis, I really doubt God frequently. I question Him. Why aren't my boys fully healed yet? And when is this going to be easier? Why did you sign us up for this, God? Is there not an easier way? 